Welcome to the Redemption Recap, reminding you of what is happening here at Redemption. Here is today's episode. Well, hey friends, my name is Jordan. I'm the host of the Redemption Recap, a podcast reminding you what is happening here at Redemption Church. I'm super excited. James is joining us again to talk through our new sermon series, which is Life in Christ. Last week we had a really awesome uh, podcast going into the Clear Truth podcast, uh, the Clear Truth conference. Honestly, everything Clear Truth, and it was great. It was was so cool. And by the way, yes, we are indeed wearing the exact same sweatshirts. This was not planned out. Well, it wasn't planned, but here's the thing is like, when you work together, you kind of develop this telepathy, mm-hmm. and me and Jordan have that. Oftentimes, we even wear the same kind of pants. We're a little off today. Yes. It's probably because I'm feeling a little under the weather. I just mm-hmm. think, like, our telepathy was a Not little Not a strong off. connection. But, but the sweatshirts? Yes. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I would say we look a lot alike, but we also have different um, thought processes and yes. also different things that we focus in on, which Absolutely. I do want to say this. Is going to be really helpful because we're going to be digging into John 15, 1 through 8, which is the, the scripture that we've really been digging into yeah. for the new sermon series. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I love it because we're, we're in the first phrase, the first yeah. entry of it, and there's so much to dig into. There is. And uh, personally, I would love to dig into 1 through 8 and, and, and pull out some uh, things that you notice, what I notice, and yeah. just have a conversation about it. Absolutely. So let's dig into... Um, John 15, 1 yeah. through 8. Who's reading, Jordan? Who's reading? Uh, you can read. Okay. I'm not there yet. Oh, I beat you? Yes, you did. Nice. <laughs> That's because I was holding the spot. <laughs> All right. John 15, just 1 through 8? Yeah, 1 okay. through 8. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I love this text. It's so beautiful, honestly. And I find it interesting, like, I'm just going to dig right into just even just the first, because yeah. it says, I am the true vine, mm-hmm. and my Father is the gardener. Mm-hmm. And I know that Stephen touched on this yesterday, where he said that this is Jesus saying, um, I'm submitting to my Father. Yeah. And I thought that that was really interesting, because like, you, you don't think about that when yeah. you're reading this. Honestly, when I think about this, I think of... I live around cornfields. I'm thinking literally about like I'm the vine and and my father is the gardener. I think about like, well, that's the corn stalk and that's yep. the farmer. I yep. don't think about like there's a submission to that, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting just thinking about that. You mm-hmm. know, when you when you read even just the first like yeah. entry, what do you see? What do you, what do you think about? Yeah, well, I just think about like the created order of um, God is the creator and we are the creation and. If God is the creator, or if you think about the gardener in this instance, uh, you know, planting the crop or whatever, he obviously has 
the plan in mind, mm-hmm. right? Like he already has developed for us how to live a fruitful and and, and good life according to his will. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so silly sometimes how um, as believers, you know, what Satan tries to do is, is convince us that we know best, right. but like we're not the ones with the manual. I mean, the Bible's the yeah. manual, but who gave it to us? God, because mm-hmm. he's the creator or the creation. Yeah. And I think it just, it's that humility that Jesus exemplified of like, um, okay, yes, I am God, but I set aside my uh, uh, deity to come to earth and be, you know, fully God and fully man at the mm-hmm. same time. And then he tells us like, I'm submitting to the Father. So if if I, as fully God and fully man, mm-hmm. am submitting to the Father, how much more should you, the creation, submit to him and trust him and know that his word is good and he has our best interest in mind throughout all of his word and what he gave to us. Um, so that's where my brain goes first, is just being reminded we have to have humility because we are not the creator. Mm-hmm. We think we have control, but we don't have control Amen. of literally anything. Mm-hmm. And so why don't we trust in the one um, who does have control? It should really increase our trust in yes, him. Yes, for sure. And it's interesting, too, because like um, thinking through, like, uh, you know, there's the, there's the Trinity, you know, God the Father, mm-hmm. Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit. Like, it really is um, connecting those dots between all three and how they interact together, Absolutely. too, you know? Yeah. And again, talking your point about even even Jesus said, I submit to the Father. Yeah. How much more should you, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. ooh, ooh, yeah, I probably should. I probably should get rid of my, my, my selfish yeah. ambitions, which... One of the points that Stephen made was about the three ways that you can go through life, which is the the, the life of self, mm-hmm. which is you know the false vine. Yeah. The next is the the life of self righteousness, mm-hmm. righteousness, yep. and then the life in Christ, which yeah. you know when you are in line with you know Christ, yeah. that is <laughs> the best way to bear fruit. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And um, you know, I am going to do a little segue because I I think that this is an interesting one. What's your favorite fruit? <laughs> um, I love pineapple. Pineapple. I love okay. pineapple. I just you can't go wrong with pineapple, yeah. especially when you've had like fresh pineapple. Mm-hmm. I was on a trip in Africa and we had pineapple every day mm-hmm. to the point where like it because of the acid in it, it like killed your throat. Oh, like no. you would, your throat would be so raw, but it tasted so good. It's yeah. like nature's candy. You know what oh, I mean? For sure. So pineapple is actually my favorite fruit. I Kay. love it. All right. Yeah. I like pears because you can just pick it. Okay. And pears are good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. That, that's a total <laughs> complete like tangent. But when I'm thinking of fruit, like I'm thinking of like a sweetness, yeah, and like a goodness, which is interesting. You know, I don't know if they had desserts back then, so maybe fruit was like that that yeah. sweet, um, savory thing for them. Yeah. So thinking of like, are you being fruitful? Are you being right? Um, uh, the the sweet uh, aroma yeah. of Christ. You know. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's that's where my brain went, you know. Yeah. Well, I kind of like lump, um, you know, the the fruit of of self or the fruit of self righteous kind of in the same category. And mm-hmm. it's actually during the missions twenty four series that Stephen had talked about Galatians, and um, I think it's Galatians. Um, and it's Galatians 5, verse, verses 19 through 21, where it talks about the acts of the flesh, or I think in some ways you can translate this to like the fruits of the flesh, mm-hmm. or living for self or in a self-righteous yes. manner, yes. are obvious. And he lists them like sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so... 
when he was walking us through this, I, I think that was last Sunday, I, I went back to that passage again of like, the acts or the fruits of the flesh and self-righteousness are obvious. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think, I don't know if Stephen jokingly said that last Sunday was like a fruit inspection, mm-hmm. but I, I like to go to this, this chapter when you talk about kind of inspecting how you're living. Are you living a life full of, of hatred or discord? Um, is there jealousy um, uh, of, of the people around you? You know, is there selfish ambition, right? Um, because we're also told, like, do nothing out of, of, of selfish ambition, right? Um, but that everything we should do should first and foremost be into the glory of God and then benefit the benefit of others, right? Mm-hmm. And so my brain went to that um, as, as like, if we're going to inspect our fruit. Um, and there's, there's also a passage, and I don't know the direct reference that talks about, um, you know, that the world will know you are Christians by the love that you have for one another, mm-hmm. right? And that love is a selfless love. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to inspecting uh, your fruit, I think it is like, am I am I walking in humility? And am I more uh, concerned with the interest of others than I am with, with my own self or own well-being? Because, you know, it also says in John, and I, I'm, I'm quoting John a lot. It's one of my favorite gospels, but, um, and I'm bad because like, I know the book, but I don't know the references um, off the top of my head. Don't know the address. Right, the yeah. address. But when it talks about um, like greater love has no one than to lay down his life for a brother, right? It's actually further down in this exact... Is it? Yeah. Okay, it's in, it's in John 15? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so it okay actually, awesome. It's, uh, let's see, I was actually reading this earlier. It's a okay. greater love, sorry, this is uh, 13, greater love has no one oh, yes. that it is that he lay down his life for his friends. Right. You are my friends if you do what I command. Yes. Yeah, so like just that whole idea that the life we live, like a, a successful life, um, you know, it should be that much is accomplished for the benefit mm-hmm. of others. I was just doing a study that talked about selfish success and selfless success and how like selfish success, there is a lot of accomplishment, but all it does is benefit you. Mm-hmm. And true success or the success that God calls us to is to be uh, a, a selfless success, which is still accomplishing much, but the benefit is for others, yes. not just you. Mm-hmm. And so again, I just think about like, if we're going to do an honest fruit expe- fruit inspection, you read through Galatians 5, 19 and through 21, and you read, okay, these are the acts of the flesh. Am I, am I living a life more like that? Or then if you keep reading in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Mm-hmm. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. And I know we read that passage on a podcast not too long ago, um, but it still, you know, fits so well with what we're talking about of, like, inspecting your fruit, right? Um, Like, what what is the fruit that is growing? What uh, what are you stewarding in your life, um, you know? And, and so that's really what I thought of a lot when we were talking about fruit inspection. I just went mm-hmm. right back to Galatians 5, 19 through 25, or 26, and uh, just the idea that like humility and uh, living a life that is more concerned with the benefit of others than our own mm-hmm. and loving others well, that is the fruit uh, that we should be bearing mm-hmm. as believers. Yeah, which, I mean, Christ, Christ did that. He was the, yeah. the ultimate um, uh, example with right. this, you know, which, again... Being Christian means to be Christ-like or be a mini Christ, mm-hmm. and and if we are to be like that, we have to, um, we have to be like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. But it, 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 I say it's simple, but the reality is, is it's not easy because yeah. going back to um, you know uh, 
the the original sin. Like Adam made made the original sin. So like we yeah. essentially are born into sin. So like that is right. not a natural thing for us, you no, know. It's not. So it's interesting because there is a scripture that is referenced actually in um, yesterday's sermon where we yeah. talk about um, it's in Jeremiah two twenty one and it okay. says, "I had planted you like a chosen vine of sound and relatable stock." And then um, it says, "How then did you turn against me into a corrupt wild vine?" Mm-hmm. And in some of the commentary, it said that this is actually in reference to Adam mm. because um, he becomes he becomes corrupt yep. because he's not um, he's not following he's not in step with what. God had said, you know, the original yeah. sin. Yeah. So um, it's, it, I find that interesting because it, it does go back into um, going back into the, the conversation of like being Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's because of Adam. It's because he became that wild vine yeah. that um, we now have to yeah. diligently work to be more Christ-like. Yeah, and that's why it says that Christ is the new and better Adam or the second yes. Adam, right? Because he did what Adam failed to do. He lived that perfect life and then became a, a, a living sacrifice for us, right? Became our high priest, our connection again to the Father, um, and, and it's through his blood and, and through the righteousness that he imparted to us, um, though we don't deserve it, that we then get to be brought back into the correct order mm-hmm. of, of, of what God originally intended yep. for the garden, of walking in the cool of day with him. Um, that's the life he originally wanted for us, and... Um, you know, I, I was reading through that story again not too long ago, and hopefully this doesn't go off topic from what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. um, reading through the story of, of Adam and Eve and just being reminded of they had this perfect utopia to yep. live in, right? They didn't have to worry about where their food was coming from. They didn't have to worry about making friends. or Like, they just had friendship. They, it was just the two of them, right? And they were, like, actually able to walk with their creator. Um, and, and then it's like... They gave everything up for this one moment of distrust in mm-hmm. him, right? And how um, that is ultimately what I what I think kind of led them to make that decision is that even though God gave them everything, he gave one command of like, don't eat from this tree. And it's almost as if they uh, didn't trust his goodness, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't trust that his plan was the best plan in mind for them. And, and that led then... To what we see now, where you know it talks about, uh, you know, then the the women will have pain in pregnancy and, mm-hmm. and bearing children, and the man has to, uh, you know, work the ground and all the thorns and the thistles, and you know, nature then kind of rebelled against man, and so just kind of relating all of this, the idea that. Um, yeah, it it is simple in that we need to live like Jesus, but also. Um, because of our own choices, there is pain, mm-hmm. and you do have to crucify the flesh. And you're right; it's not a natural instinct to uh, to live like Jesus. It, it, that's almost that that is like you know um, the opposite of what we want to do. We mm-hmm. have to make that become uh, our true identity and true nature once we have been brought into the fold of God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not easy. Just to kind of hit on what you were saying of yeah. you know we chose. We didn't trust his goodness. We chose something other than him. And the result is, okay, there is pain and suffering now. There is tears. There is death. And it won't be like that forever. Mm-hmm. But like you actually do have to crucify the flesh. And that's because of what we chose in the garden. Mm-hmm. So, Which goes to um, the, the second part that we started talking about um, yesterday, which is yeah. 
we have the vine, or yeah. uh, I'm the true vine, yep. and then we have I am the the vine dresser. Yeah. Sorry, mine mine says Gardner. mine is the gardener. gardener? So mine says gardener. Yeah, mine says that too. But I find it interesting because I'm the vine, I'm the vine dresser, and yeah. it's it brings it to um, some of the points that Steve was making is that um, the vine dresser he's he's um, omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Which means like he has an elevated position to yep. to see everything, to know everything that's going on. Yeah. And if we go back to the analogy of um, the true vine, yeah, that means that God is 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 all knowing. He sees everything that's going yep. on, and He knows what's going on with every vine, all the fruit, and and non fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's being provided mm-hmm. and, pr- and being presented. He does have a grand plan mm-hmm. for all of the vines yep. and um, uh, uh, the, it, the people that are. Um, a part of the vine yep, and those absolutely. that are not. Yep. And then also he has an effective strategy yep. to bring us back in, you right. know, which goes back again to, to Adam and Eve. It does, like yeah. it, it, he's omnipresent. He sees yep. all this stuff, which I thought was really cool because it brings everything back to in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had a plan. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. So um, I am going to read though, because I want to read John uh, 5, 15, 5 once more. Yeah, and it says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. And I, I, I find this, um, the word abiding in me, mm-hmm. um, interesting. And I, I was trying to figure out, like, what, what word could I, like, correlate this to? And for me, when I think of abiding, um, it's it's almost like a, a, a grasping. It's almost like a hug. It's almost like a an embrace of some sort. Like, I, am I am I embracing um, Christ? Am I am I embracing the the vine? Am I yeah. holding tight to yeah. the vine? You know, right? And you know, if you if you hold tight to the vine, you will bear fruit. Yeah. And if you have the appearance, which is like, hey, I'm gonna loosely hang on. Um, you will not bear fruit. So, like, it's the 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 Jesus hug yeah. in a sense to the vine, mm-hmm. or am I just? Eh, I guess I'm gonna kind of touch the vine every so often when it feels all right, when it feels good to do it. You know, I don't know. I find I find that interesting. I find um, the fact that we are talking about um, bearing fruit also interesting too, because like that is that is something that. God had designed for for trees. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I know that analogy is kind of silly to to make that between us and the trees, you know. Right, but, but you know, there is a there is it produces the fruit, mm-hmm. which means that there's work to be done, mm-hmm. and that means that God has for every individual, He has work for us to do. Yeah, and that the analogy I think is just a really cool way of of. Uh, wording it mm-hmm. in a way that even like even today we can understand, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Absolutely. Really, what are your thoughts on John fifteen five? Yeah. So as you're reading about that, the you know remain in me and I in you. He goes on a little bit later to say, um, remain in me and my words remain in you. Mm. Um, and I think that that is so important too. It's the life of the believer of, um, you know, it's one thing to to not know the word of God. And, and then you're not going to bear fruit, right? But if you know the Word of God and fail to do what it says, like, 
you're, you're worse off, right? Like when you know the word of God and you know his words um, and you still reject it, I mean, that is like the branch rejecting the vine mm-hmm. and the vine's the thing that's giving the branch life, right? Which is the whole point it's making is that, um, you know, if you're going to reject the vine, which is your source of life, you, as a branch of a vine, you can't survive. Right. Unless you're connected to the branch, mm-hmm. which is or to the vine, which is why there's such a it is such a beautiful analogy because it's the idea that um, if the Bible is God's written word, His spoken word, and it's our life source, mm-hmm. but as believers, if we're not spending every day in it, um, which I'm guilty of not doing that all the time, mm-hmm. right? Too, yeah. And 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 if but if but if you're not if you're not like spending every morning in it or every night or whatever that looks like, um, and you don't know the word. Um, Sure, God can God can still bear fruit in you, but how much more fruit would you bear if you actually just embraced, like you said, mm-hmm. abide in His Word, sit under His Word, dwell with it, um, and actually understand what it means and how it applies? Because His Word is as relevant today as the day it was written; mm-hmm. it's applicable, um, and there's so much in it. And uh, even right now, I'm reading through the Old Testament, and I'm in Leviticus, and a few times as I've been reading, I'm like. Like what does this apply to? Like, and I keep asking God. Like, I know that everything in Your Word mm-hmm. is 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 for for teaching, and yeah. correcting, and 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 I want to learn more. But there are mornings I have to just sit there and be like, God, I don't really know what this applies to. Um, but when you ask and when you dwell and when you abide and when you're faithful, He reveals to you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what this means, and and this is how it applies later on in life. And this is why it is so important that I sent my son as a sacrifice because a lot of the law is to show you like you need a savior. You can't do this by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what He's saying in this verse is. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. He, he is literally saying, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that and that's really the truth of his entire word, yeah. is there's nothing you can do to save yourself. There's nothing you can do that would please me, because even your good works are like dirty rags, mm-hmm. because he is holy. And everything we do, um, though we've been saved and are walking through sanctifi- sanctification, there is still a, a tinge of... of darkness or whatever, because we were born into sin, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing we can do apart from Him. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need Him. um, And and it's silly to think that if we're the branch coming from the vine, that somehow if we cut ourselves off from the vine, that there's more freedom in that. No, you actually just cut off your life source. Yeah. And then that relates to the podcast where we talked about, about freedom. Yes. And, and and the idea of like what is Christian freedom? It is not it is not taking yourself off the branch. That's not, you're going to wither up and die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that's literally what this says. Yeah. Christian freedom is abiding in the vine. Yes. Because that is the life source. And that and we get that from his word. Yeah. Right? So it, it, we, are, we are fooling ourselves to think that uh, we will live a fruitful and, and bountiful life if his word is not our priority. Amen. Amen. Which is, I find it kind of cool because the way that you were wording it, Almost gets us to the point where we're talking about like the healthy pruning. The uh, yeah. what did he what did he name it? It was healthy pruning. Thinning the, was the second one. Yes, um, I think. I'm sorry. And I then <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then he has something about external pruning, and then the internal pruning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's 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 interesting because you're talking about like being cut off, mm-hmm. and you know, in here I'm going to read. Actually, it's not actually in here, but it's in the the commentary in here. It says, oh, yeah. "When a vine bears much fruit." God is glorified. Yeah. For daily, or for daily, He sent the sunshine and the rain to make the crops grow, and constantly He nurtured each tiny plant and prepared it to blossom. What a moment of of glory for the Lord of the harvest 
when the harvest is brought into the barns, mature and ready for use. Mm. He made it all happen. This farming analogy shows how God is glorified when people come into right relationship with him and begin to bear much fruit yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And it's I find it interesting because when we're talking about pruning, there's the healthy pruning. Again, there is um, the external pruning and the internal pruning, which when I thought of pruning the first time, I don't know why, but the word ouch came into mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because like pruning is really a uh, cutting off uh, the the bad, cutting off the excess, cutting off the 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 disease, mm-hmm. getting rid of the not so good. Yeah. And that can be quite painful if yeah. you are wanting to hold on to that. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just find it interesting that. Uh, he keeps going on and saying much fruit, yeah. much fruit, much fruit, which mm-hmm. means that there needs to be much work, yep. much work, yeah. which means much pruning. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, well, when you read that, I, I immediately thought of Ephesians 2.10, and I know Stephen quotes the Silent Sundays. This was a favorite uh, uh, verse growing up for me and my siblings at our old church. It got talked about a lot in our Sunday school class, but uh, Ephesians 2.10, which says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's that idea of um, you know the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There is a lot of work mm-hmm. that God has to do, uh, that God wants to do for us and create us um, and, and prepared for us in advance to do. But you're right that there is a, a pruning that has to take place. This is a really silly analogy, but it's always stood out to me of the idea that you can't write with a dull pencil. Truth. Right? Like a pencil has one job and that's to write, but mm-hmm. if it's dull, you're not going to write with it. And mm-hmm. so it has to be sharpened, right? Mm-hmm. Sharpening, it's a blade. That's not, you know, like, not that the pencil has feelings, but yeah. like, <laughs> y- you literally have to sharpen the pencil, which I can't imagine would feel great if you're the pencil, no, right? Not at all. But like, that is the truth when mm-hmm. we talk about crucifying the flesh. And we talk about uh, being sharpened so that we can do the actual job that God mm-hmm. called us to do. It is painful because there's a, a removal of our flesh that has to take place. Um, and Again, we find comfort in our flesh. Mm-hmm. Man loves darkness over the light, it Amen. says in uh, John chapter 3. Um, we do, that's our natural inclination, going back to what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes you have to turn the light on and, 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 and uh, dispel the darkness, and, and you have to crucify uh, the flesh so that you can ma- be made sharp again, mm-hmm. uh, like the pencil, to do what you were created to do. Let's take a quick break to hear what's happening at Redemption Church. Well, hey, I'm Stephen Whitlow, pastor of Redemption Church and founder of the Clear Truth Conference. If you're in Northwest Ohio, you're a follower of Jesus, come and join us. This conference is for you to equip, encourage, and embolden each of us to stand for Jesus in every sphere of our life. We've got great speakers coming in from all over the country, and here's our hope that we would be trained by the Word of God and then learn more how we can work together for the good of the kingdom right here in Northwest Ohio. Register today, cleartruth.media. I'll see you there. You know, I really like your point because it is very, very true that, you know, in um, in pruning, it, it can be painful. Absolutely. But it also, it is necessary. Mm-hmm. And it actually reminds me of um, our scripture that uh, Stephen had for us, which is Romans Eleven twenty two, yeah, and it says, "Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Yeah, severity towards those who have fallen. Yeah, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in His kindness. Yeah, otherwise, you too will be cut off. I know that it's not by any means like, 
you know, this is in John 15, right. 1 through 8, but I, I love how the imagery yeah. really does tie it back oh, it into does. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I know, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit. I know you had something you wanted to say. I'd love for you to share it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it does, I think it does tie really well into John 15 because of, uh, well, verse 6, if you do not remain in me, um, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. That idea of, of being cut off that mm-hmm. we kind of read in Romans, like, note the kindness. The kindness is, uh, you know, as believers, we are connected to the vine that gives life, right? Yeah. Um, and then the severity is, 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 is when we remove ourselves from that or those who never become a part of the vine and have rejected God from the beginning and re- rejected him all their lives, um, they are cut off. And, and that idea of... of uh, being thrown away and burned, and it is—it's—it's it's severe. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 reality is, it's if you are not in Christ, your the ending is severe, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so there is a kindness and a severity. And um, there's a, a quote that I read years ago at this point, but it has stuck with me. Um, and it's the idea of um, I am so thankful to serve a God who is willing to wound me when necessary in order to remove what would kill me if left untouched. Amen. And I see that in this. Like, it is his kindness, it is in his kindness that he does prune us. And sometimes it's painful, and sometimes we're wounded. But he does that in order to remove what, if left untouched, would kill us. and would ultimately end in in eternal separation from from him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, eternal separation from the vine, where we do wither and die and get burned up and thrown into the fire. Um, and so I think that's beautiful. And I think sometimes as Christians we don't understand that we just uh, we just want to experience the kindness and the mercies of God, uh, but we don't want to experience the justice. Yeah, that's very he true. He is loving. He is kind, but he is just. And we can't separate the Old Testament God from the New Testament God. They are the same God. Amen. Uh, which means, you know, all, everything that happened in the Old Testament is is still uh, on the table yeah. in regards to um, he is just, and he will, you know, sit on his throne on Judgment Day, and we all have to give an account. Mm-hmm. It, it says in John um, 5, verse uh, 28, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself, this is Jesus talking, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear from my Father, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Mm-hmm. Like God is a God of justice. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there is kindness, there is mercy, but because he is holy, he cannot exist where there is sin, and sin cannot be left unpunished. Mm-hmm. So he is just. Yeah. And so in his kindness... Um, in his severity. Yep, in both. Mm-hmm. He prunes us, and, and he removes what, if left untouched, would ultimately kill us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Like, yeah. That's the God we serve. Like, even right now, I'm like a little bit tears coming to my eyes because, like, how beautiful that there's this gardener, this vine dresser mm-hmm. who is willing to love us enough to sometimes have to like remove things from us that would lead us to pain and mm-hmm. and disease and suffering and like he's willing to step in and say hey this has got to go mm-hmm. and your life will be so much better if you let me come in and remove this because i love you yeah you know what i mean and almost you know as a dad it reminds me of the you know, protecting my kiddo from doing something that yeah. I know will hurt him. Yeah. Because I love you, 
I don't want you to jump off the couch head first. Because I love you, let's not jump off the swing. Because I love you, I don't want you to be away from me. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's beautiful. And for me, um, it's a a great perspective for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's why we cry, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. Like, he is Father. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, how we should view him. Like, Mm -hmm. we have this intimate connection to our Father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James, thank you so much. This yeah. has been a great conversation. Yeah. I've really enjoyed getting to talk with you and getting to know um, more about God yeah. and, and you know talking about what He's been teaching us. You Absolutely. know, it's been so much fun, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, if you are new to the podcast, uh, please um, hit that subscribe button and and stay up to date of what's going on here at Redemption Church. If you are listening to this via Apple or Spotify, give us a five star review. Uh, it lets us know how we can uh, get better each and every time, and it lets you know anytime that we release new content. Um, if you found any of this interesting, we do have previous podcasts where we talk about what's going on um, and, and, and different things that are going on here at the church, but if you want to hear some of our sermon series, we do have some of those also, um, and I'll link a couple of those down in the description in case you want to check those out. So thanks, James. Appreciate yeah, thank it, you. and we will catch you guys on the next one. The Redemption Recap is an extension of Redemption Church. For more information about the church, please visit experienceredemption.com. Thanks for stopping by. So, John? You guys recording? Well, we were. We were. <laughs> That's all good. Do we need to pause? Are you sure?